What's Swinging Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Fred Moore. Today, my guest is Brad Hutchins, uh, the overall men's champion of the 2020 Vintage Strength Games. Uh, I was there for that in Miami, and I also saw him compete at Manassas, Virginia last year, uh, 2019. And um, he definitely is a strong dude swinging some heavy mace and clubs. And um, today he's on the podcast to um, discuss his mace lifting athleticism and the AMCCA, which is the American Mace and Club Competitive Athletics Association. Uh, You know, this guy is hell bent on bringing the mace to the forefront and uh, he's damn well gonna do it. Before we get to the podcast, I just want to let everybody know about our sponsors, Adex Mace and Clubs, adexclub.com. Use the discount code SMN19. You'll get 10% off. Try looking into the the new Adex Bare Knuckle. It's a fixed weight 10-pounder. Also, you got the freestyle, the, uh, the arc, right, which is like a hybrid version. It's between the club length and the, and the long length. He's got the uh, regular Adex uh, mace there. I swing them all. They're adjustable, and they're awesome. And guess what, guys? You know what? Uh, I'm seeing uh, people get a little con- confused. They see, uh, you know, the price tag on Adex is like, you know, 250 bucks or whatever, and they think, gee, that's really expensive i could get a mace for like you know 40 bucks no you're getting a fixed mace for 40 bucks and it's made in china and adex is made here in the united states and it's adjustable from six pounds like all the way up to 30 you can get add-on stuff and everything like that at the end of the day you're actually if you're gonna buy all the fixed weights and take up all that room you're also gonna end up spending more the adex is actually quite affordable so um, check that out because they're in stock, guys. Jump on that. Uh, another sponsor of the podcast is Ongo Energy Spray. I got a bottle of it right here. I'm going to show you what it looks like. That's how big it is, guys. This will fit in your pocket. It will fit in your bag, your gym bag, whatever. It's three sprays, and you get 75 milligrams of caffeine. It works very quickly about three minutes and uh you feel the effects it's like the ultimate pre-workout because it does not bloat you it does not fill you up and it gives you that spark of energy that you need to go through your workouts or uh, make it down the highway on a long drive um i use it at the fire department because i don't like drinking coffee all day and um and after a while coffee doesn't even work it just bloats you you gotta pee all the time if we get uh, a bell and we got to go out on the road and I got to pee, that kind of sucks. So, and you're done. So check out ongoenergy.com. Use the discount code SteelMace25 to get 25% off. Guys, the SteelMace Nation uh, website, SteelMaceNation.com. Uh, full effect, man. Uh, you know what? I said, hell with it. I want to build a good website. I want something interactive. I want something fun. And I want something where people can go to for articles, um, you know, everything comprehensive and workouts, workout videos coming your way, downloadable workout videos, 
train the way I train. I train a little different because I need to be able to move for my career on the fire department. But guess what? You don't have to be a fireman to get, a, you know, to use, to utilize these workouts. You could be a civilian. You could be in law enforcement. You could be military. Uh, you know what? My dentist uses my workouts. He has a mace at home and I shoot him these videos and, uh, you know what? He, he loves it. So, uh, check all that out. It's, um, it's getting big guys and really starting to, uh, find its self in the realm of the steel mace world. And, uh, I want to bring to you the best that I could bring you muscle and motivation getting big getting strong getting jacked you know there's plenty of awesome things you can do with the mace the versatility is is unbelievable um flow is great but that's not what i'm teaching i'm teaching how to get jacked i'm teaching testosterone i'm teaching how to be successful this is all connected together it, it gets connected to leadership and everything else i want you to try it out and i want you to give me your feedback Check out these workouts. Check out the the, uh, the website, and uh, feel free to check back with this podcast at any time for you know good information. This is free stuff, folks. This is like a gold mine of information. Nobody's charging for this. You know um, what I do to get a podcast up and running is a lot. It's a lot for me because I have my other responsibilities and so in order for me to be able to sit down on the mic and deliver something good to you guys it takes hours and hours of prep time i have to research things i have to research the people i'm interviewing and um you know i have to do all the editing and um for some people that might be easy it's not for me but i'm not complaining I'm just letting you know that there's a lot of effort going on behind this show and I would most appreciate it if you just pass the word along right now, let people know that this podcast exists, that there's a plethora of good information. If you're a coach, there's good information. If you're just a steel mace practitioner, but you do something else for a living, but you're just really into the steel mace, there's good information. If you're looking to be successful in whatever it is that you want to do, you know, you want to find your motivation, you want to find your your success, there's good information here. Uh, I do it all, guys. I do it all here for you. Um, this podcast is mine to do with. I'm not bound by anybody telling me what I can or can't talk about. If I want to talk about mace, I will. But guess what? We're more than just the mace. All of us, you, me, and everybody else. We don't just sit here and flick a mace around all day. We have lives. We have businesses. We have relationships. We have things going on that are important to us. And you know what? This all comes together into this podcast. And this is the stuff that I'm getting into. All right? You're a young dude coming up in the world, and you want to be jacked strong you want this podcast because i get into the squatting and the deadlifting i get into the dumbbell curls you know the sun's out guns out right we want it we want to have it all guess what the mace ties in with it too i like to use flow to warm me up i like to use flow to cool me down i like to use flow for when 
I'm a little beat up and tired. But you know what? When all cylinders are firing and I want to go hard, I grab the heavy shit. I go strong, I go heavy. I integrate mace in with traditional weightlifting. You know, I found great ways to attack the hips and the glutes during my leg workout using a mace. And I can bring all this to you. So guys, jump on board with this. Stay strong, lift big. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Brad. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to have you on the podcast finally. Yeah, we're, we're, we're finally getting the, the stars to align. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I know you've made a lot of headway with, um, with the mace and all that it's worth, especially in the fact that you've created something. And this is fantastic to hear about. So you basically put together something called the AMCCA. Yeah, we're, we're in the process of putting this together. It's, right. it's, it's not a, it's nowhere near complete or done, but you know, it's, it's at the point. So AMCCA is the American Mason Club competitive athletics organization. And we kind of did this in parallel with vintage strength games last year. Um, it's the vintage strength games were the, the immediate need to get out and, and have some visibility and have some competitions. But uh, as in, in parallel to that, there's a recognition that, that, you know, VSG is only going to go, be able to go so far and scale so much. And, and, and really what's needed is, is kind of a, a guiding organization to provide history, to provide, uh, um, uh, you know, everything from sponsorship capabilities at, you know, from uh, athletes and from, from vendors um, to, to provide instruction and guidance essentially for everybody, uh, for athletes and for the folks that want to put on uh, events themselves. Yeah. Very important thing because um, I mean, when, when this continues to uh, get bigger and bigger, uh, people are going to be looking for um, some, organization and and some clarity onto things especially when you're doing things like the vintage strength games where it has to be done right and it has to be done um where people are judged fairly and i saw how hard you guys work to put that together and just going from manassas virginia to miami how more fine-tuned you got it and and how um better organized it was was that a difficult task to to get to that level or did you find that it was something that just happened naturally uh the the first show was was a little difficult um you know there's there's a a small group of us the i guess the the senior team or the leadership team within vintage strength games um each of us has our own amount of time that we can dedicate to this uh you know obviously we've got we've got uh mace fit uh adix uh vintage strength so um Donnie, Frank, and Val are all uh, deeply involved with this, and they've got their own their own businesses. I've got my my day job um, a, a, as well. Um, so you know, Mace works as part of that, and, and myself as part of of that leadership team is doing. You know, my involvement is to is uh, purely to build this community and build build the uh, the com- competitive nature of the community, which you know it had been 
being done haphazardly in the U.S. Um, for the last four or five years uh, in conjunction with kettlebell sport and things like that. But that was, you know, there'd be 60, you know, 30 to 60 kettlebell athletes and five mace athletes. So we'd be sitting around there waiting and waiting and waiting and, you know, finally get our chance and it's five minutes on and, and, and we're done. Um, so we really wanted to drive that because we knew we could, we could build an entire, uh, an entire competition out of this. And having all of these different people with their different perspectives um, really helped out. But it was difficult for that first show in Manassas. It was very much a learning process for everybody, including myself, because I was competing and um, trying to run the show. And I was trying to delegate as much as possible. But it, you know, it was hard to do at that time, hard to recognize. And, and the show went well. Um, mistakes were made and we learned from them. And Miami went much smoother. Um, we learned from Miami as well, you know, they're not everything went perfectly there. So each, each iteration is going to make the vintage strength game shows better. And the, the rule sets and the expectations for a sanctioning process from AMCCA to other organizations. And we're already talking to two or three other groups that want to run their own shows separate from vintage strength games. So if you think of VSG and vintage strength games as like the premier sanctioned event, there will be other other groups across the country doing it as well. And we wanna reach out to other groups. You know, it's, it's Americans, it's North America. So we wanna reach out to, you know, Canada, Mexico, everybody uh, within the continent and see what we can get going. If, you know, there's uh, folks, you know, uh, Zach Yannick uh, up, in, uh, up in Canada has been running competitions for two or three years now. Um, and he's got a set of rules that I think are very close to what we're doing. Um, and I think uh, if to get them involved and into the AMCCA banner, um, you know, a, a merging of those rule sets. Um, similarly, the, the guys over in Europe, the folks over in Europe with uh, IMF, the International Mace Lifting Federation, you know, Gaston, Pascal, and, and all of those folks, they've been doing this for much longer than we have on a competitive nature. So we're taking a little bit of a lead you know, letting, taking our lead from them in some aspects and aligning, uh, naming conventions, uh, aligning um, the, the competitive events themselves somewhat with what they're doing. But we're doing something uh, very unique over here. And of course I can always get a phone call. Um, yeah, sorry about that. So, um, you know, we, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to reach out and, and touch base with all of these different groups and organizations to align and, and do something, uh, do something unique for ourselves, but align with everybody else so that this can grow internationally as well. Okay. So basically what you're saying is if each one of these, um, IMF, um, and all the others, including including the AM, uh, CCA, if they integrate, then that means ath athletes can jump from one to the other and compete, and it all gets uh, counted together, right? Is, am I saying that correctly? The, yeah, some sort of. I, I envision more along the lines of uh, you know NFL with uh, with the two different leagues coming up for the for the Super Bowl, you know. I don't think we'll we'll have quite the same scoring structures, counting structures, or anything like that. IMF has some very specific 
um, equipment restrictions that they want to, to use, uh, want everybody to use. We prefer to use ADEX equipment over here. Right. But what AMCCA is driving, you know, for that is that, you know, not everybody, not every group organization can have all of the ADEX equipment, for example. So the, the guidelines are going to allow for different types of equipment as long as that equipment is the same across the board for all the competitors at any given uh, competition, for all the athletes at any given competition. So you're not using an ADEX mace and a an Onnit mace um, because the the lengths are different and it's just right. gonna it's gonna skew the results. Um, so we'll we'll take into account in the overall scorings and rankings, uh, you know, mace length weight and every all of that and you know that'll come into an overall ranking system but i think imf will continue to be you know i don't think we're going to integrate at that level but at some point we'll have crossover athletes they are sponsoring um the first uh their first international mace lifting competition it was supposed to be in may um that obviously has been uh, um, postponed indefinitely but they are going to follow up with it once lockdowns around the world loosen up a bit yeah uh, that, that was scheduled for um for france and i foresee it being there when, you know probably in the fall or, or winter time frames and there's probably two or three of us from over here that are looking to to go over there now they their competitions are, are, are a little different they they focus on more of the um longer term competitions so they're looking at anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes Whereas uh, over here with VSG and AMCCA, we've got five and 10 minute sets. Um, we keep things moving a little bit quicker and, and move from, from one, uh, one competition or one event to another as quickly as possible throughout the day. Um, the, the, the longer events, when they're 20, 25, and 30 minutes, um, that's, that's a little tougher. And it's, it's, I, I think there's only a handful of folks here in the U.S. that are, are even ready to, to perform at that level. Interesting. So you're saying that the athletes over there are more advanced to handle that type of competition at the moment just because oh. of – is it just because they've been doing it longer, they've been training longer, or is it because of the equipment or a little bit of both? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's more that they've been doing it longer. Uh, you know, Gaston was a competitive kettlebell athlete, but he's been doing mace competitions for nearly a decade now, if I remember. Okay. Um, and he's doing crazy stuff. Like he just did a 24 hour. Was it 24 hour? It was a 12 hour. I don't know. He did a marathon that lasted an ungodly amount of time. Um, doing three hundreds or, uh, uh, he was doing, uh, the, yeah, three hundreds. For, um, for 24 hours yeah i think I, maybe it was 12 hours i don't remember what exactly it was it was it was crazy that's, that's 12 hours versus 24 hours but he was also using what was he using a 10 kilograms to 22 pound i think is what he was using you know don't quote me on this but you know using some very old uh competitive rule sets that were derived from uh indian club marathons so okay. you know, in that in that 12 hour span at the top of each hour, you get three minutes or five minutes, something like that to, you know, bio breaks, water, things like that, that you can't do. So it's, it's all within a, a, a very specific set of rules and guidances that that sort of marathon goes on. But he regularly does, you know, 30 minute and 60 mar minute marathons. Um, and I think he's in, you know, he's in route to try to do a thousand marathons before he's done. 
Wow, nice. You know, you yeah. got to be a special person to be able to to just swing that long. What is the longest you've swung for? Um, thirty-two minutes is the best that I've I've hit so far. And did anything like special happen as you approached that thirty-two minute mark? Like, did you all of a sudden have like an out of body experience or <laughs> see God uh, or something? No, I wouldn't go that far with it. it. You definitely get into a zone and you definitely kind of get into, you know, that, that mantra type type of breathing. Um, you know, I, I can't say I, I, you know, experience any sort of out of body experience or anything like that. I know. <laughs> they really need to get a hold of me. Zach Yannick. Um, he did a, uh, I think he was on that, uh, like it was nine hours and something he did for the solstice or the winter solstice. Um, and he, he definitely described it at some point that he was really just starting to uh, get out, you know, leave his, his body and his mind. And, and it was, it's, but you know, you're going several hours at that time and, and different things can happen to you. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like you just mentioned the breathing part of it. Um, with my experience, I, uh, you know, you, I was down there with you in Miami. I did five minutes for, mm-hmm. for uh, 25, 25 pounds for five minutes. And I know my breathing went to shit at the end because I just never trained to go anything beyond that. And um, yep. I was pushing myself. And I, that was like the first thing I noticed was, um, well, my breathing is, is going to shit. So therefore, um, I, could, I could feel it. I could feel my body starting to, to fail. And yep. um so that is an interesting thing to to go that far into it for hours at a time. You, you your mind has to go to a special place, and and that's uh, you know a, a really interesting thing to to think about where your focus has to be and your attention has to be. Yeah, I think you had 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 to leave by the time we got to the end of the competition down there in Miami, and and we had eight different events. I was the only person to run through all eight. Yeah. By the time I got to the last two, I could say that I was really starting to get into that that weird zone. Just find a spot on the ceiling and stare at it and pretend yeah. you're an ant on the ceiling and, and, and everything else is just big around you type of deal. Um, it, it got really, you know, that was over the course of, I think we had five hours. It was a full hour's worth of work. It was seven, over 17,000 repetitions. Yeah. Uh, some crazy stuff, but by the the last two events, yeah, I was I I could say I was really experiencing that. Yeah, I could see the look in your eyes. You started getting that thousand yard stare, and yeah. and I remember I I came over to see how you were doing. You were sweating, man. You were really working hard, and you looked right through me, like I <laughs> I wasn't there, and. And I was like, "Are you sure?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine." And I'm like, "Okay, uh, we're just all, you know, just want to make sure you're all right." You're like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then you got right back to it, and and uh, you finished up strong, which which uh, people were getting a little worried. But you know what? It's great. You know, you pushed your athleticism to a whole other level. And um, on the on the other end of that, how did you feel coming out of it? Like the next day, did you feel? like you accomplished a lot and that you were better now and have you been able to maintain that level are you actually kicked up a notch now from that type of uh event 
um, afterwards. Well, the afterwards after that night, I was just I was wrecked. I was absolutely wrecked. But the next day, by by the by the afternoon of the next day, I was surprisingly not doing bad at all. My hands were not tore up. You know, Scott Wong, his hands just got tore up again. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a couple of minor minor things, but it, it was not as bad as, as, I, as I was expecting it to be. Um, it, coming out of that, I felt better about that competition, not necessarily as an athlete, but as, you know, uh, running the competition, the whole thing is, you know, just felt a lot better than, than the previous one. Um, and then kind of my focus coming out of that, um, and I, I had to reach out to everybody else because, you know, Valerie, was one of the was the the big uh, women's competitor, um, and as part of the uh, Vintage Strength Games senior leadership, it's you know she she had the overall in in both Manassas and and at Miami. Um, Scott had had won the overall in in uh, Manassas last year, but I I won the overall in um, in Miami, um, so actually what we're going to do and this is going to be one of the big changes is we can compete but we are no longer on the uh, we know we're not going to be competing for the the overall trophies um we're there to to provide competition to the others inspiration and, and to the others and things like that and and so i'm not you know don't get me wrong i'd, I'd love to be able to do eight events again but i'm not going to do that again that 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 was that was rough and i want to be able to focus on certain things and getting and getting getting some numbers up in some specific events i've got to catch up with um with uh uh kevin uh he uh, you know he has the top number with uh the two-handed 300 uh, and 35 and 40 pounds i gotta i gotta beat those numbers yeah uh you're talking about kevin uh stokes right yeah, Kevin Stokes. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he looks good up there, man. His form is so tight, and when he starts, you look at him and you go, "Oh, he's he's good, man. He's a machine." And he just he nothing changes. Like from the beginning to the end of the heat, he's still moving the same. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's a uh, consistent thing that uh, has that's repetition, man. That's a lot of practice. Yeah, and I think work. he saw. I think he saw Donnie. Uh, um, from from ADEX, you know, he got out there and competed, and, and one of the things that he he saw during and, and afterwards on the tapes was that you know as he got further into the the sprint, his form went to shit, and he's like, yeah, this is a totally different type of of competition than he's ever been in. Um, so yeah, it's it's you've you've got to train for those longer. You know, if you're going to train for a five-minute event or a ten-minute event, you know, make sure you're doing ten minutes or fifteen minutes. Be able to go longer than that. Yeah. And that's where you know, coming out of out of this last competition is, you know, I really wanted to go down or head over to France and do, you know, their biathlon is 25 minutes, 10 minutes on, five minutes off, 10 minutes on, and they're they're, um, you know, they've got 20 minutes and 30 minutes uh, sprints as well that I I'd love to be able to participate in. I don't think I can hit the the numbers with the weights. I mean, they're they're to be considered a professional over on the IMF side. You have to be using uh, 15 kilograms. So you know, you're talking 33 pounds, one-handed, yeah. um, and you're doing that for 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. But we'll we'll get it. We'll catch up with them. I see. You know, I could see Zach going over. I can see Scott going over. Um, I I 
will attempt to go over and probably wreck myself doing it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to get over there. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, th with those kind of numbers, it dwarfs what's going on over here. It's, 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 it's like they're, they have something in, special in their water or something. Something. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, you know, when you train specifically one-handed, it's a different type of movement. You can go longer. I mean, our, our two-handed movements are five minutes. Our one-handed movements are 10 minutes. So obviously we can go longer with that. And Scott, you know, Scott at this last event, he was going longer and heavier. He was using 35 pounds single-handed um, and, and competing with that. Yeah. Um, so these numbers, the, the numbers are going up. We'll catch up with the, the Europeans. I mean, up until last year, um, nobody had competed in the U.S. two-handed in a 300 or a 10 and 2 is what they would call it at the time with over 30 pounds. You know, last year, Kevin Stokes, he broke, you know, he broke that, that barrier um, and the rest of us are following him on that. So that's, that's going to be, it's going to be fun seeing where that went, but there was, a good two or three years that there were competitions, maybe four years, just the informal stuff with the kettlebell folks where, you know, uh, the heavy guys, the, the guys that were going heavy were 20 and 25 pounds. So it's where we're really starting to see where these athletes can go now. Yeah, that's really interesting. So uh, IMF uh, events, are what kind of crowds are they drawing over there? Is there a, um, a I, I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's probably not a crowd at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, can you, you were there in Miami. We don't have much of a crowd. You know, this is a nascent sport. This is, you know, we, we are building it up now. If you think of kettlebell sport 15 years ago, where was it? You know, uh, yeah. 15, 20 years ago, there were, there were no crowds. I mean, there's still not a lot of crowds at the smaller events, but you've got, you know, with, with, uh, rogue sponsoring the, the, the CrossFit stuff and kettlebells working into some of those events and some of the international kettlebell events that that Valerie goes to um they they are starting to to they are pre presenting with audiences and being in be able to interact with those audiences and and we'll get there we just have to we have to keep at it and have these regular events and show history you know when i started uh lifting uh when i started mace lifting uh, it was 3 years ago it was the end of 2016. It was right before I had to have my knee replaced. Um, so I was looking for, you know, an alternative, uh, alternative fitness scheme that, that wouldn't put as much uh, uh, impact on it. And, and this is where it came to, you know, coming out of that in 2017, going into 2018, um, for my first competitions, I couldn't find anything. You know, there was the the sign up sheets with AKA for their kettlebell sports and and vintage strength was underneath that at the time, but there was no real rules. There was no no history. You know, I was I was practicing my five minute practice sets, and I was hitting, you know, two hundred uh, swings in five minutes. I didn't know if that stood up to what you know the competition would be doing, and 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 it. it so it was it was really tough just going into that not knowing really anything so that's such that's another reason why i wanted to get everything up on a frame to see on the web and focus on that that history and the recording of these these results so that other people wouldn't have that that same sort of challenge oh yeah very good very good yeah and so now as far as your overall um fitness practice is concerned just you know 
taking care of yourself. You're mm-hmm. predominantly just using the mace nowadays and a few other unconventional tools or have you integrated back in any type of traditional training? Uh, not really traditional training. I, I kind of want to get back into doing some level of deadlift because I want to uh, get ahead over to Scotland and do the Denny Stones. Yeah, um, there you go. But uh, I don't know if, if, you know, I've got a full metal knee as a full replacement. I kind of kind of wrecked it as a, as a professional wrestler over the years. Um, so I don't know if it's going to hold up to those types of weights. But, you know, I can always, I, I can always aim for it. Um, I, I don't really do any, any traditional workouts, um, fitness, exercising, anything like that. But I do, you know, I'm working in uh, sandbag work um, and, uh, you know, a, a, a cyclical nature of, you know, heavy to light to uh, flow style uh, to, to more, uh, uh, more of a water mobility type thing to, to recover. So I, I, it's not all mace, um, but that is the predominant thing that I do. And uh, you use flow style more for recovery and warming up. Is, is that about? Yeah, yeah. So um, I take it, I went to meet um, um, Pavel uh, uh, from, uh, uh, oh, why am I blanking on the names? Uh, strong first? No, not strong um, first. Uh, um, Wadudu. Uh, from from over in uh, over in Norway, uh, he and uh, Paul Gray uh, with uh, AFM uh, Art of Functional uh, Movement. Um, they have a very they have a very unique um, uh, guidance that they provide to their people with uh, focusing around the, uh, the 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 element cycle. So you've got earth, fire, uh, wind, and water. Earth is your strong day. Fire is your cardio day. Um, uh, wind, uh, air is, is, you know, could be the same movements that you do, uh, lighter weight, uh, but more complex. So that's, that's the flow, flow style. Um, and then waters, your more recovery day. So using, uh, you know, using the, the, the sticks, uh, for stretching and things like that. Um, you know, you can cycle through these and, you know, when I first got started with the mace, it was heavy all the time. It's fast all the time and, and you burn out real quick. So you got to cycle through this. There's nothing new about it. You know, you talk about the element cycle like it's new, but it's not. You, know, you just cycle through these and you make sure your body re- uh, recovers. And yeah, flow, you know, I know there's a big divide between the traditional mace folks and the flow mace folks um, that, that really doesn't need to be there. Um, they they really work hand in hand and can enhance each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll spend one, you know, my Mondays, you know, being that heavy earth day and going, you know, 50, 60, 70 pounds on the, on the mace swings. Um, the, the next day, I'll just take a 10 pound Apollo on it mace or something and, and just, you know, go 30 minutes in nonstop type of you know, flow. flow yeah. movements. Um, I prefer to, you know, I, I call them complexes. I, I flow not like water. I, I flow like, um, like uh, you know, there's, there's uh, uh, ice, big chunks of ice in the water. It's more of an avalanche than a flow. <laughs> uh, but, but I get it done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, have the same sentiments exactly. I like using the, the flow to, uh, I mean, uh, just to use it for a warm-up before I do deadlifts at, or um, 
I'll do deadlifts and in between sets of deadlifts, I'll do a moderate weight, uh, 300 or 360 just to kind of open my chest up and um just to to make the back feel a little bit less uh compressed when Mm -hmm. from you know doing the deadlifts and i find that like you said earlier um everything complements each other flow and traditional complement each other and um then when you're talking about conventional strength training that complements flow and and vice versa and and everything so yeah yeah and you're seeing some of the 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 more the power athletes you know power lifting um olympic athletes starting to take up uh the mace just for that to warm up to open up Uh, it it, you know uh it it works really well uh to do that uh for those more traditional competitions strength competitions And, and you see groups like kabuki strength they've been pushing this for a number of years now yeah um so yeah it's it's definitely starting to work into other other areas yeah definitely and i mean you know if if you train for a while using these elements and and you, and you find what works for you that that's great because i think um you know if you're like a, a power lifter and you're just looking to um tighten up some weeks in your movements uh to be be a stronger power lifter if you find a, a great way to integrate um, some swings in and some flow, and that helps you, you yeah. you're you're just bound to improve and do better. It's it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's been the, you know, like I said, you know, it, it's not my day job. I'd I'd love to be able to say that I you know as a professional trainer I can pay the bills. That, you know, I can't right now, but I know where I'm going with that and aiming towards that. Um, uh, you know, from, from a personal standpoint, it, it, it keeps me sane at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a passion and, and it feels good. Is Maceworks a, um, a concept then, um, to eventually be the Maceworks program? Or? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I'd like that to go. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's Maceworks. It's because the Mace works. It really does. <laughs> Um, you know, it's got a built-in tagline there. It's great. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, for now it's, it is a personal journey, um, and, 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 uh, you know, related to, and being involved with building some of these other community things. So that's, that's what Maceworks, you know, Maceworks as me as Maceworks is driving, driving towards right now. It will be bigger in the, in the future. Um, it's, you know, patience, patience. Yeah. Baby and- steps. You know, you're you're. Um, I, I had the opportunity to hang out with you in Miami. We sat down, we had some dinner, and we're talking now and everything. And you're a bright guy, and you've done a lot of hard work here that I don't think a lot of people would have even gone a quarter of the way. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Manassas, Virginia, you were doing everything, and I remember, you know, you seemed like you know you were a little out of sorts because you were so inundated with everything, but. That would have broke a person's back what you went through so so kudos to you on that and i hope yeah, that man. you know like whenever you have downtime or whatever like write this stuff down maybe a, maybe there's a book at the end of this or something cool like um a uh, a memoir or something oh there's there's definitely something there there's there's something that is in the back of my head that's uh, that we'll see where that goes yeah man yeah i i yeah. would uh i would encourage it um uh, I think I think there's a a bunch of people that would love to hear what, 
what your story is in more in greater detail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's right now it, it's, you know, I want to reach out to all of the, the, you know, the, the athletes that are out there, the nascent mace, mace athletes, you know, get on, get on the, uh, the communities, the Instagram, the, the social communities. Um, and, you know, all of us, we're all, you know, willing to, to help each other out and bring up new athletes. Um, I want to read, you know, there's, in order for AMCCA to work, we've got to get some of these groups that don't normally want to interact and work together, working together. Yeah. You know, let's, let's get the traditionalist folks, the guys, you know, uh, you know, Rick Brown, uh, you know, the, the folks that follow him, the folks that follow, um, um, oh, I'm going to blink on the names again. Um, brought the mace bell over taught Rick. Why am I blinking? On oh, uh, Jake Shannon, Jake Shannon. Jake Shannon. Yeah. Yes. Jake, you know, get, get the folks that, you know, follow that training style, get the folks that follow, um, Isik, Eric Milan, you know, with Viking Ninja and the stuff that he's doing with tack fit, get, get Leo, uh, Leo Savage and the, the, uh, the steel mace flow community, get these communities working together and doing something for each other, as opposed to, you know, just, you know, butting heads on who's who's doing it the best or who's doing it the right way. Um, yeah. and there could be some really interesting stuff. I, you know, with competitions right now, we're doing more traditional style stuff, um, traditional style steel mace type stuff. Let's let's bring in some of the even more traditional gata style competitions that that are are being done over in Varanasi. Let's uh, let's bring in some sort of flow competition. You know, it's not unheard of. You know, what we're doing now is very objective. You know, it's the counts, it's the form. Um, let's have a subjective competition. We're doing this already in the Olympics with, with ice skating, with figure skating, with, with uh, uh, floor gymnastics, um, bodybuilding. All of these different things are uh, subjective athletic competitions that we could base some scoring mechanisms on and fold that into a bigger competition. I think it would be great. We just gotta, we just gotta get over ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Great way to say it, Brad. And I, I think that would be fantastic. You know, every time the Olympics come around, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think about ice skating other than hockey, you know, but then when the Olympics come around, I, I do stop and I watch the figure skating competition mm. it's it's awesome what they're doing is fantastic and when you're talking about doing something like that with flow i, I get goosebumps i mean could you oh, yeah. imagine the athletes that you're gonna get coming from all different walks of life because there, there will be gymnasts who say oh i want to do that and they'll they'll learn how to use the mace and integrate what they know from gymnastics and you're gonna see just the most amazing astonishing work uh yeah especially when you put people at a competition level. And that's the point of competition. Competition is designed and made to bring us together and bring the best out of us. And you, like you just said, we got to get over ourselves and we got to aim for that pinnacle. And that should be yeah. where we're going for. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, competition is what it drives me. It's what, it's what I, it's what, what helps keep me motivated. Um, you know, it may not be it may not be the motivating factor for everybody, but it does provide a high level of standard and and, and event type uh, thing that people can look forward to. 
whether they're watching or not, you know, if you're participating, you know, on the flow side, if you're just there for the creative uh, outlet, that's perfect. Go with that. Yeah. But, you know, you know, people do that with, with ice skating and figure skating and, and everything else, you know, they do it for themselves to, to better themselves. Um, let's, let's see if we can drive that community, um, uh, invite them into the competitive arena and see what we can get. I mean, imagine what we can imagine a mixed couples mace flow competition. Yeah. How awesome, awesome that would be. I think uh, Leo and, and, and uh, Steel Mace Gypsies, she, they, they did uh, like a, a little thing that, that they did together, uh, you know, a year or so ago and posted it on Instagram. It was awesome. Yeah. But, you know, think of the creative, cre the competitive creativity that could come out of that. That would be awesome. Yeah. And definitely it would expose uh, flow uh, to a whole new level. Of. And it, and expose the traditional competitive competitive event to a whole new set of people as well that yep. that they just aren't and they're not looking in that direction. Right. Yeah. I think um, you know with everything the way it's operating right now, uh, guys such as yourself and and uh, Valerie and and the Vivid Strength Games and Don from Adex and Frank from Mace Fit and Rick Brown and Leo. I mean, everybody's doing their thing, and I, I, I believe in it. I believe that we're going to see this, uh, all yeah, these different I, things reach a new height. Yeah, bringing, bringing that, the conversation full circle again, you're going back to AMCCA. Yeah. You know, if we can get these, some of these folks involved, maybe not necessarily actively involved, but, but you know, lending their name and saying, yeah, this is, this is a good thing. and, and you know, whoever it is, you know, you know can, can we get ESIC to, to sit on the board of directors or something of that nature or Leo yeah. or, or, you know, the guys over at TACFIT, you know, these, none of these groups, you know, need to be uh, islands, among, you know, uh, at that level, you know, let's, let's build that community uh, around each other and for each other. And let's, let's see where we can do it together. Yeah, definitely. There's much more to gain from it going that way. Brad, yeah, that's, that's great stuff. Um, before we close out, uh, you have a Facebook group. Is that? Uh... Yeah, Maceworks. Uh, yeah. There's a Facebook page on Macework, on, on Facebook, and it's Maceworks with an X. Uh, AMCCA has a, uh, a Facebook page as well. There are websites for both of these. Uh, Maceworks is, uh, right now I'm redesigning it. Um, but AMCCA is up and that's where you can get event results and some, uh, and, and demonstration videos and things like that. And that's where we're eventually going to be going, you know, pushing, uh, organizations for sanctioning athletes for virtual competitions around the globe. Nice. Um, that sort of thing. Um, so both of those are up and that's, you know, Mason club, uh, athletics.com or just masonclub.com. Uh, so that's pretty easy to get to. I'm probably going to be putting a lot more effort on that than I will on Maceworks uh, for the foreseeable future because that's where I want to uh, drive people towards and organizations with. Um, and then, of course, uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, that's where. I think that's the third call from the same person. I might need to get this now. <laughs> All right. I guess it's, it must be important. Tell them next time, don't bother me during a podcast, will you? Hey, I put it on my schedule. I put it on my schedule. So. <laughs> Brad, thank you very much for this interview. Um, yeah, was, let's, let's, 
let's do it again soon. Hell yeah, anytime you want, man. Than this one, and and I'll introduce you to the um, I, I you know a group of maces. I call a bunch of maces sitting together a bludgeon of maces. <laughs> I like that. I That's have a bludgeon it. of maces. I'll I'll introduce you. They're all named Solus, except for Wilson. Wilson oh. Wilson is different. Okay. Wilson has, Wilson has a personality, but they're all they're all named Solus, so I can find Solus in my own hands. Beautiful, I like that. I'm gonna go look at my bludgeon of maces right now myself. There you go. All right, man. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. And everybody, uh, any questions you have for Brad, hit him up on Instagram. Check out his uh, Facebook page. Log into that and and uh, join. And um, Get part, become part of this, and, and and jump on the on the train. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right, take care, cool. bro. Take care, Thanks, sir. All right, bye. -bye. bye.